Oh, salam. <laughs> oh, we love you. We love you. We welcome you. <laughs> Jesus, we delight in you. We love to feed at your table that you have prepared. Thank you. You have a good meal for us. Lord, open our eyes of our hearts that we might know you better. Lord, come and reveal truth in our lives today. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so last week uh, I was in uh, Germany uh, with uh, an Iranian church um, of about 40. (laughs) Um, But then there were uh, countless others um, watching in other nations in the Middle East um, that you might imagine. And uh, that was a, a surreal experience. So anybody who's watching online, <laughs> I'm in Kettering. Uh, you're welcome. And anyone who's looking in to Dave and I, an open door church, as some at the back was telling me, has been looking in online over the last months. Um, but I was there, uh, part of uh, this uh, network that we're part of, uh, the Umreach, Dave and Leslie in Greece, uh, me via Mikhail in Germany. Um, Mikhail is a pastor in Turkey that we've had connection to. But we've got quite a connection growing, uh, particularly with the, um, well, right across the Middle East. Uh, myself, sort of bit Turkey and Iran, and Dave, uh, many other nations as well. And God's doing something. It's not just, okay, our enthusiasms, but God's drawing us, God's building us connection. Now, where will it go and how will it unfold? Who knows? But I want you, you're, we are part of something. When I go, when Dave and Leslie, we are part of you and you are part of us. So it's like open door come. And so over the months ahead, we want to draw you into all that God leads us. We're going to look at a, a picture that Jesus describes himself as, as part of our series today, The Good Shepherd. So if we can have that up. Um, there's just one slide, just... Just give you a picture of the Good Shepherd. Let me just tell you a few things uh, to help set the scene. Then we're going to read a little bit from John. Uh, so Jesus is speaking to an agricultural, a farming community. Okay, and maybe there's a shepherd. Maybe there are sheep. Uh, you'd imagine wandering down around the town centre where he is. They are commonplace. And so we might read this and think, okay, Jesus is just thinking... Uh, what am I? Oh, yeah, I'm like that shepherd. I'm like a shepherd. But I want us to see something, something richer and deeper beneath this saying. You see, when the religious leaders heard Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, alarm bells went off in their heads. We think, oh, that's nice. Jesus is going to be a caring shepherd. They thought, what? What? And if you read the rest of John 10 that we. Uh, will refer to, they thought, many of them thought, he's crazy. You can't say that. Why? Well, first of all, because Jesus used the words, I am, and I am was the name of God. They knew that, Abraham and Moses, they knew their religious history. And when the words, I am, comes up, that's God's name. You can't say that, Jesus. So first of all, they were a bit upset by that. But second, right throughout the Old Testament, God, the I am, refers to himself as a shepherd, So he talks about leading his people like a shepherd through Moses. He talks about leading his people, the the children of Jacob. He talks about being the shepherd. And Ezekiel, the prophet that they would have known, 
talks about that God's going to come to his people and shepherd them himself, not like you false prophets, uh, you, you false uh, shepherds, but I'm going to come and do it. And they knew that. So when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, they're thinking, you can't say you're God, and you can't say that you're coming as a shepherd like God has, and that caused them great offence. Significant challenge. And maybe God will get into us too and stir us and provoke us. And the other thing too, as we read this passage, Jesus talks about being the shepherd and the sheep. He's not talking about lambs, fluffy white. He's talking about people. He's talking about us. The Bible says, me and you, you and I, are like sheep. Do you know that? Maybe we could hear a bah. We're like sheep. The Bible, yeah, thank you, Mark. We are like sheep. Now that offends us, and it needs to, because in our self-righteousness and our things of, well, we've got it planned, the Bible says you and I are sheep, and you've gone your own stubborn way, and you wander off repeatedly. You need a shepherd, Jesus is saying. So let's, let's re- hear this. Okay, that's me rather than fluffy white creatures. So God's got an encounter for us today with this shepherd. Corinne, do you want to come and... Thanks. I thought it was nice to have a, a different face and a different voice to read the passage, and uh, Corinne fits the bill. John 10. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. John 10, verse 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Yes. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me, just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntary, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again, for this is what my father has commanded. When he said these things, The people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some said, he's demon-possessed and out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Others said, this doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Great, thanks, Graham. Okay, so Jesus causing offence, not using this fluffy metaphor of this is what I'm like. He's causing offence to those that listened. So let's, uh, let's start to unpick. What ways does the passage tell us that he's a good shepherd? Okay, so Jesus contrasting himself. 
He's saying, I'm not like the hired shepherd, the hired hands. I'm the good shepherd. It's not, I'm not even like the thief. The thief and the hired hands, they're in it for themselves. The thief for what he can steal and take. The hired hands for, well, if you pay me. Pay me enough and I will care for the sheep. Jesus says, I'm not like that. I'm not after payment. I'm not going to cut and run. Actually, I'm the owner. What is he saying? I'm the owner of the sheep. I'm the owner of the sheep. The sheep are mine. The sheep are fully valuable to me. The hired hand has a cost limit. Okay, once it gets, when it gets too risky, when the wolf comes, okay, that's, I'm, I'm all right up to a point, but when it gets too risky, I'm out. Jesus says, I'm not like that. The hired hand runs when danger gets too close. The hired hand doesn't care, he says. But Jesus is the good shepherd. The hired hand says, if you pay enough, I'll do it. But then I'm out. The good shepherd says, sheep, you are enough. You are enough for me to stay. I stay for you. And I'll stay to that end. I will stay to the end such that I will lay down my life to protect you. That's a good shepherd, isn't it? Jesus says, sheep, your worth is why I stay. Your worth is why I stay. How much worth? He says, I will lay down my life. I'll lay down my life for you. He says it three times. He's making a point to these hearers, to us. I will lay down my life for you. So here's a question that I have of myself and for all of us, is what shepherds do we look to and do they lay their life down or are they hired hands? Because as we look across our lives, maybe we have many shepherds, influencers, could be all sorts of things that seek to shepherd us. Dress this way, be like this, do this, and you sort of like belong. They're like trying to shepherd us. Our culture tries to shepherd us. The question is, is it a good shepherd and does it lay its life down for us? And the answer, wherever we look, no, it, it falls short because there's only one good shepherd who laid down his life. So let me uh, provoke you, and maybe you're here, maybe as a Christian, you're following, you think, okay, well, I've got, yeah, Jesus is good, and I've got some of these other shepherds too. Friends, there's only one good one, and there's only one who laid down his life. All the rest at some point will pack up and pull out. But Jesus says, I'll remain even to death. He's a good shepherd, isn't he? Do you know this good shepherd? Do you know him? That's my heart today. Lord, as I've read this and fed on it this week, I thought, Lord, I want to know you like the good shepherd. Not my thinking, but how you are. Reveal it. And I pray for us too, you and I, that we see this good shepherd. Because I think once we see him as who he is, it frees us up from a whole variety of things. Let's just think about the word good. Ah, trouble with English language... I found it last week, as I'm talking and it's getting interpreted into Farsi, I would say a, a 
five-word sentence. And then they would speak for like a minute or two. And I said, well, what's going on? You know, it's, it's not like, okay, I talk for a minute, you talk for a minute. He says, well, because I need to unpack the word that you are using. We just say, good. You know, that food was good, the match was good, the TV program was good. That was a good day. We just use the word good. What do we mean? Okay, it was an enriching. It was strengthening. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. Think, oh, that's nice. Sometimes we think the word nice about Jesus. Jesus is challenging his people head on. He's saying much more. He's saying, I'm the genuine deal. I'm the genuine shepherd. I'm the excellent shepherd. Friends, do you know that one? Or have we got a lesser one? He says, I'm the beautiful, I'm the noble, I'm the remarkable one. I'm unlike any other shepherd you will have and you have ever known. How come? Jesus says, because I lay my life down for sheep. That's not like any other shepherd. I lay my life down for you. John tells us he's the goodest He's the goodest. He's saying he's the goodest because he's the defending shepherd. The hireling, that's too risky. I don't mind scaring them away if they stay over there, but if they come close, I'm out. Jesus says, I'll stand in front and I'll take the death. I'll take the death. He's the shepherd that exposes himself to danger to protect the sheep. Is that the shepherd that you know? He exposes himself to danger. This shepherd suffers for the sheep. This shepherd lays himself down for us, his sheep, that go our own way. This shepherd says, actually, I'll lay it down. I'll lay it down. So this is not like, okay, it's going to get ripped from you. It's actually voluntarily this shepherd sacrifices himself. He's a good shepherd. That is what Jesus has done for us on the cross. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a minute. Remember, Jesus used the I am, and he's describing himself to his hearers as God, the shepherd, and that was causing them offense. But now they are doubly incensed and offended because God the shepherd lays his life down? That's outrageous. And friends, throughout history, God the shepherd who lays his life down, well, that's just crazy. That's foolish. How could God die? Why would God die? That's, that's foolish. And the Bible says, actually, yeah, to many of us, it's foolish. It doesn't make sense. It's irrational. Why would God sacrifice himself and Jesus' hearers are thinking the same that the God who's the shepherd will lay his life down that's not our Messiah we want a Messiah that will beat up our enemies and lead us in triumph we can't have one that dies in humility and pain Jesus says I'm the good shepherd and I lay my life down if I could, I'd catch all of you in the eyes and do you know this good shepherd? Do you know this good shepherd that lays his life down? Not in theory, but in practice.
the shepherd that laid his arms out and they were nailed to a cross. This shepherd gave himself for your and my salvation. He gave himself for your salvation, Tina. He gave himself. Here I am, murderers. I lay my life down. Take it. That's the good shepherd right there. I'm here to die for your and my protection. Why does he die? Jesus just says, when the wolf comes, the hired man runs away. But I'm not. I am never running away. Is that the good shepherd that you know? That never runs away. Never backs off. Never says the cost is too great. The good shepherd says, wolf, I sacrifice myself that they go free. He's is saying to his hearers and to us, I die that you have life. Oh, Lord, what an exchange. The wolf and the thief we know are defeated by his death. Do you know that? Do I know that? Lord, bring the revelation of that in our life. Friends, the wolf and the the attacking bear have been defeated because he laid down his life. God, write that in our hearts. Friends, Paul packs it another way and says, nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ. Why? Because he's laid down his life. Friends, he has taken every accusation and condemnation. He's nailed it to the cross so that all of these things uh, are stripped away as they come like wolves to attack us. God says, I've nailed it. Why? Because the shepherd laid down his life. We're free. We're free. We have eternal hope now in Jesus. Why? Because he laid down his life. Do you know this good shepherd? I hope we're getting to see. He's the one that died so we might have life. And in his dying and defending He delivers you and I from the wolf. He delivers us. We don't defeat the wolf by our own efforts. We defeat him by trusting in Jesus. You died. You're the good shepherd. He's the deliverer. Do you know this good shepherd? That's your and my deliverer. The Lord is my shepherd. How does he do it? He leads me. We just sang it. Who? He doesn't just send a messenger. He says, I'll lead you. I'll lead you through the valley. I'll lead you to the still waters. I'll lead you on paths of righteousness. Whose rod and staff? His. The good shepherd has defended you on the cross. I wonder what would be the the fiercest wolf that would come towards you right now. What's the wolf that maybe you live with? What's the wolf that comes with accusation and growly teeth? What is the wolf that comes? Maybe straight away you think, I I live with this. Anxiety, this fear, 
this eating. What is it? What's the wolf that comes? You need to be someone, be something. You're never enough. What is the wolf that comes? Just your baggage, our baggage of sin. What is the wolf? Jesus says, I lay down my life to save you from the wolf. God, be my good shepherd daily. Amen. He's the good shepherd. He says this in verse 14. I'm the good shepherd, he reminds us, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. My sheep know me. And to qualify, how do we know him? He says, in the same way that the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. As God's sheep, if you are a follower of Christ, of Jesus, you are one of his sheep. And if you're one of his sheep, you are known and invited to know in the same way that father and son. Can you think of how much the father and the son have intimacy and known each other for all eternity? The father, the son, the spirit together. Jesus says, if you're my sheep, you're brought into that embrace of being known. He defeats the wolf, defends us, lays down his life and brings us into this enclosure of relationship. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, that's your place too. How much does the Father know the Son? Would we say completely? Would we know that there is complete surrender between the Father and the Son? Complete intimacy, nothing hidden. That's what the Bible would say. They are in perfect, loving uh, submission and unity. That's how the Father knows you and invites you to know and me to know him. Is that the good shepherd? Is that the good shepherd that we are living with? The one that invites me into enclosing safety of relationship? Jesus calls us. Maybe you're watching or here today. That's not the Jesus I know. The one I know, he's got the stick and he's always picking up where I'm wrong. All these religions, they just tell how. Jesus invites us. Receive me, the good shepherd. Receive me. Ask me. Ask me. Jesus, would you be my good shepherd? Would you reveal yourself as the good shepherd to me? Ask him. And he will take you and I on this journey of intimacy and trust and depth, of affection the Father has declared over the Son elsewhere in the Gospels. says, this is my Son whom I love. That's the relationship he's brought you and I into. You are my children, my sheep who I love. Do you know this good shepherd? Jesus the shepherd wants us to be in depth relationship with him despite knowing everything about me and you. I mean, he could have a long list, couldn't he, of the things to say, well, these things actually don't... You need to sort these out. Jesus says, come into this relationship and then we'll work on these things. And he's chosen us to be in this 
relationship and depth of, of knowing him, even while we rack up all these things, oh, the depth, the wonder of your love and grace. So we've never earned it. He's just chosen us. So I want you in this relationship. Come and join me. In our variety, you might look around. We look around and think, well, okay, I can see why he might want them, but not me. In our variety, Jesus knows you intimately. He knows you intimately with great depth, with great love and great mercy. He knows and loves you with a constancy. Is that the good shepherd that we know? Is that the good shepherd? He has an affection and attention for you. This good shepherd is keeping an eye out for danger. He's ready to lay his life down. You see, not just once on the cross, but Jesus lives daily to make intercession. Jesus is still living his life and laying his life down for us. Today, he's before the Father. He's interceding. He's lifting us up. He's serving us through one another. He's pouring out his spirit. He's still at work laying his life down for us. Jesus tells a story in Matthew 18 of a farmer, a shepherd who's got 100 sheep. One wanders off. What does the good shepherd do? I think, oh, well, 99 is better than nothing. I'll, I'll keep them. No, he goes and looks. Doesn't lecture. Doesn't beat. But welcomes and seeks out the lost sheep. Maybe you would identify, well, I'm a lost sheep. I used to know, well, I've never known this God that you talk about, Adrian. Jesus is the shepherd that is looking out for you right now. That's what he's laying his life down. Jesus, the Son of God who sits at the Father's right hand, Scripture says, the revelation passage that Liz read to us, he's in this glory, and yet he's also still the shepherd walking around the wilderness. Where are you? Where are you? He's calling you. Do you know this good shepherd? And what have we done? What have we done, the wandering sheep that we are, to deserve his looking for us? Nothing. Nothing. We're good at wandering. We're experts at wandering, doing our own stuff, going our own way. Jesus says, I'm more expert at looking for lost sheep. Thank you for your grace. Ah. He looks for lost sheep, this good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. Why does Jesus keep saying, I'm the good shepherd? I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life. He's delighting, friends. Jesus delights to be your and my good shepherd. He thinks this is the best thing ever, Father, that I'm their good shepherd. I love to be your shepherd. He's that delighted in you. That his good shepherdness is his delight. He has to keep telling people, hey, I'm the good shepherd. Listen, I'm the good shepherd. I'm your good shepherd. That's how he feels about being our shepherd. Oh, Father, this shepherding thing, I've had enough. I'm the good, I'm the good shepherd. I'll lay down my life. Friends, that is how he is this morning. That's why we lift him. That's why we shout his name. Because he has saved us. He's brought us into this relationship. And Jesus says, as a good shepherd, my sheep will know my voice. 
Do you know his voice? Friends, when we read through the New Testament and we read the times when Jesus called people's names, just think of them. Lazarus, come out. Simon, be a shepherd. Martha, Martha. When Jesus uses names and they hear his voice, it changes their life forever. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He didn't see, but he heard God speaking to him. When we hear God's voice, it changes us. If we hear him, and get this, he uses their name and he uses our name. Maybe there's times you felt Jesus come close. Is this you? Jesus speaks with such compassion and grace and mercy, and he uses our name. The times I've encountered God in his presence and he speaks, one of the ways, he always starts with my name, and it catches me out sometimes, different from a thought. It's like it's Adrian, and he speaks. Let's listen, Lord. What would you say to me? He loves to use our name. He says, my sheep know my voice. And then, if we had time, we'd just look at, he's a good shepherd, not just because he knows our name and we know him, we're brought into this relationship. He's a good shepherd, not just because he lays his life down. He's a good shepherd because he says, I've got other sheep, not of this fold. I've got others. Friends, that's part of what we're caught up in. Why Dave and I have been in different places this last week. Because Jesus has different sheep, other sheep. That's why we welcome every one of you here, whatever your background and history and wherever your journey is, because Jesus says, I've got, I'm, I'm on the lookout for some more sheep. That's why we echo with what Hannah says. Lord, it's not just us here, it's, it's the town. Because where might there be some other sheep in Kettering? Maybe you've been placed in your street or my workplace just because Jesus has got some other sheep he's looking for. We haven't got time to unpack all that, but maybe you could ask him. Let me finish. Jesus comes to these people and says, God has come. Someone got a text, Adrian, is that... So please finish. God has come, your pizza's ready. God has come as a shepherd to lay his life down. Is that the God that, we, that you and I know? The God that laid his life down as a good shepherd? Gave his hearers all sorts of questions and challenges. Some said, you're crazy. Some said, like, you're speaking with a demon. You're possessed. I wonder what you and I say to this good shepherd. Friends, there's only one true answer, and that is, Jesus, would you be my good shepherd? And maybe you've said that many years ago, like some of us, and we've been around the, around the clock a bit, but, but it's still important. Today we say, Jesus, be my shepherd. Because like I say, these sheep, we just we keep edging out and doing that. No, Lord, be my shepherd. If you've never asked that, you can ask that today. Say, Jesus, be my shepherd. Lord, I want to know you like you know me. Would you bring me into that relationship? We'd love to pray for you because there's a, a, a gift of this Holy Spirit that comes to help us in that. We don't make our own way. He says, I'll come to you and I'll embrace you. Maybe, too, the Spirit comes to you and says, 
stop and let me find you. Stop, let me find you. Stop looking to these shepherds who are hired shepherds and let me, the true shepherd, find you. And we say, God, I'm so, I have been willfully running away, exploring the wilderness at my own leisure. I stop. I come to you. So let's know this good shepherd who lays down his life, protects, delivers, and calls our name.